Good evening and welcome to November Foxtrot. We're joined this week by James, his dog, Kevin, Lance and Andy. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Very good, thank you. Very good. How's How's it going? Everyone a good week? I'm wanting some Colombian coffee. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Spoils of war, Kev. Spoils of war. Absolutely. (laughs) Everyone's a winner. One one of the lovely gents that came to our event uh, gifted us some some beer, and I'm sorry I can't remember what your name is, mate. But um, thank you very much. Just like lovely stuff. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what um, was that? What? Sorry, carry on. <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> we're obviously joined by Kevin and James this week from Define. Uh, we're going to be doing a debrief of the recent Operation Red Tide, uh, which was at Dog Tag Airsoft. That was at the weekend. And I can hands down say I have never left an event more tired. Absolutely. Oh, it was yeah. knackering. We will take that as a positive, all right? We'll take that as a different positive. Hard work, that one. It was a hard work event, but fairly enjoyable. Apart from my knee, my knee would disagree if my knee could speak. And your elbow. <laughs> and my elbow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, elbow. Actually, elbow's really good now for some reason. Oh, I think it's clicked back in or broken off entirely and I haven't got to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Just floating around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, we're joined by a number of people on the chat, so I'll just run through a few. So hi, Kenny, Edward, Nerd404, Harry, wow. Rage. Nerd. Fresh me, Panama, Dan, Pony, Paulus Wales, Danny Plain, Marky Mark, Les, James C, Rage, uh, Ryan and Harry Lampard. Hi, Harry. Uh, C Marriott as well. Anyone seen any owls? That was a, uh, not, not yet, a constant mate. thing. That was... Constantly on the lookout for them now, though. To <laughs> <laughs> the forefront of my mind. <laughs> um, so before we go into the sort of the full debrief, because obviously we've got loads to talk about, uh, you gents wanted to talk about your next event, I believe. Oh, yeah, go on. Let's get a little plug in there. Um, yeah, Op Avalon uh, is lining up for uh, 20... Shit, I can't remember the date now. 26th, oh. 27th November. I think that's that one. Yeah, 26th, 27th November. Last weekend of um, in November, um, up at Camp Sparta. So uh, further details will follow. Um Ticket booking date is yet to be announced, but what we will do is we will notify those people that have signed up to our mailing list via our website. So go to our website, drop onto our homepage and scroll down, and you'll be able to get onto a mailing list. So those people will be told when uh, tickets are up for sale first. All right? Already um, done. Well done, Good you. Good man. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> we, we Honestly, we don't spam the shit out of you. It's just to let you know that when tickets are available and when they're running low and that's about it really um yeah we're not over the top of things but um yeah um if you can i mean we've got a full situation brief written so if you want to know any more information about it we can go into that or we can touch on that towards the end of your life if you want mike yeah we can do that i mean i, yeah. I had a quick question is that the isle of man flag that is indeed the Isle of Man flag. Well spotted, well spotted, yeah. And does that play, Does that? I'm presuming that plays into the event. It's not just you picked some random flags. <laughs> if, it random, if, it, if it random, if it didn't have anything to do with the event, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does have something to do with the um, the situation, yeah. Cool, nice. So uh, we'll come back to that more at the end of the show. Um, but I know uh, we're hoping we're hoping we can all be there, so that'd be good. Um, we usually do like a quick... Uh, 
sort of show and tell type thing. So uh, any any new purchases from anyone this week that they want to talk talk about before we jump into the chat? Not personally. I've, I've got a couple of freebies. You gave me your my, that cooling scarf, which I've not tried yet. Yep. So I'm going to wait until we get some nice weather and go and try it out. <laughs> I got I got a bulk pyro supplies patch and I'm very happy. I got a no foe sticker that I haven't yet put on a pelly case. So it's going to go on a brand new pelly case, like with nothing else on it. It's going to be the only sticker on there for at least 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Until you've taken one picture of it on there on its own, then you can crack on then, have you? Yeah, all have right. It. Okay, I might, I might put it on the new comms pelly, you know. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, I, of course, one of the people that made the huge mistake of trying to order something before the Jubilee weekend and not realising Thursday and Friday were the fourth bank holidays. So my order to arrived today, my Multicam Black Sling and um, uh, Spirit Assessment, the little insert to put inside the pouch so you can pad mm. the light optics as well. That arrived today, really nice. Just simple phone foam folds up into like four sides or five sides the the fit that the sixth side being against your body is a good little cube you get your binoculars your nv your thermal your optics just put it inside mm. front of your pouch and just protect it yeah really nice little pouch so, so does, does, that, does that work with the spirit of six for six or is it have you tried it in um, any other pouches yeah um it fits the six for six it's designed for that it also fits there and i've got the the one that goes in front of the, the new, the new, um, the placard plate carrier. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know you want. I know the one. Yeah. No, I can't remember what it's called now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Works really good. Yeah, because they've, they've all got the velcro for the front bit for it to fit in. So yeah, fits in all the GP pouches. Um, you could probably put in a cry six for six as well. If you're going to put nods or something. Yeah, really nice. Really good. Really good setup. Nice. nice. I did have a, a custom cable arrive for me from um, Five Four Communications that. Unfortunately, was meant to arrive a little earlier, but it kind of got lost with the Irish Post. Uh, that arrived late, so yeah, more more com stuff to go into the wagon because you know. You I'm never too much. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just open up the back of the Land Rover like yeah, comms. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when I first saw in the back of it, we'll pass. I was like, oh, hello, comms. <laughs> <laughs> I take it this isn't the catering wagon then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was there was a fridge in there, but uh, you know, I think I jinxed it. I was like, oh, I best pit fit fans and fridges, and then we had nothing but kind of cold weather and and fucking rain. <laughs> what were you talking about? It was lovely. It was sunny. It was uh, bone dry. Positively <laughs> yeah. balmy weather. I yeah. thought it was quite. I thought it was quite warm once the hypothermia set in. <laughs> I, I honestly, when when we planned this a few months back, I thought I'd be pulling like um, cold Red Bull and that sort of stuff out there. No, it just wasn't needed. <laughs> it did. It didn't even get turned on all weekend. <laughs> um, so something else I also want to share is um, we were very kindly gifted by uh, Rage uh, Rob uh, on the on the chat. A uh, second-hand Spitfire uh, AR, <laughs> Red Dot, which will be in our um, giveaway for our 100th episode. So if you're around on the 26th of October, we'll be doing a big giveaway. Uh, there'll be loads more. We're going to sort of drop little teasers about that, uh, sort of up and coming for the episode. But there'll be a whole load of prizes. Um, we're hoping to raise a little bit of money at the same time for the Royal British Legion. Um, so keep your eyes out for details. Uh, and we'll be plastering on our socials and stuff once it's all sort of confirmed. But yeah, thanks, Rach. <laughs> Big shout yeah, out to him. Massive thanks to Rob. Cheers, buddy. Top man. Um, cool. There was also some uh, show us your bits, I believe. Yes, there yes, was. Yes, off first. I think they got first, through actually. to you. Marky Mark in the chat there. Marky Mark 109 sent us a few bits and balls through. Which Did? Andy's going to 
I've got to bring, bring the screen up. Hang on. Oh, I haven't even got it loaded up yet. <laughs> I think Mike's got them on the on the. Yeah, yeah I've got some nice desert uh, EPL. Is the Bergen? I was interested in most. Yeah, I've got, got some. When it came before. through, I was a bit. <laughs> Mike po- Lance posted it up on the group, and I went, "Ooh, I'll take the gloves and the <laughs> and yeah, the gloves." And, yeah, because at first Andy thought this stuff was for sale. He's like, "Oh, I had the gloves and the shemag." I was like, "No, it's not for sale." Yeah. <laughs> what the poor blokes just purchased. <laughs> this yeah. is from uh, Marky Mark. So it's a nice Marky that that one hundred and nine on Instagram. That fleece does look nice. The fleece looks mm. well nice. Got got shorts. Join you in the shorts club. Yeah. Yes. So if you'd like to send anything uh, through to us as well that we can have a look at, because it's always nice to see um, what other people have bought, then uh, you can do so. Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to get this to work at the same time. Um, so you can do so. You can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Or you can get in touch with us on our own Instagrams, uh, which are on the screen below. There we go. Oh, is there another picture? A lot of nice digital uh, sorry, desert DPM there. That's smart. smart yeah. yeah, I do like de- a bit of desert DPM. Yeah, desert DPM is definitely coming back. It's yep. um, You can't beat that. The desert DPM bottoms with the woodland top. Oh, that's yeah, you've got, you've got, yeah. Classic, definitely. like a 2 2 look but, all day long. Really. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, at the weekend, actually, because. Um, I don't know if you realise one of the guys that was in, in in command there. That's what him and his lads took out into the field just because mm-hmm. uh, because of the changing environment. Because they had only deserts to work, wear, but they were sort of in in, in a sort of like um, in the green zone sort of area. So they they yep. were mixing up with um, with tropic shirts. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Desert that's... DPM comes into its own in the UK. Funny enough, in sort of like the March time, where you still got all the leaf litter on the ground. And you're just starting to get the new sort of bug mm. coming through, but that ground is—it's literally browns and yellows all day long in the woodland, and it's—it's it's really, really effective. It's a really effective pattern for those couple of three months you've got it for. Yeah, it's all good. I like it. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll have to get myself a set of desert DPM shorts and then cut them real short. <laughs> you don't—you don't need—you don't need map pockets. Let's just have nah. them as short as possible. Nah. Short, short enough so you can see the liner of the song. upper pocket. That's what you're yeah. <laughs> oh, look, the, the camp prostitute has turned up. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that post then, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Scrim scarf fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's dive into the uh, the event. So, um, Lance, do you want to kick us off on the Friday? Yes. So, yeah, arriving Friday from sort of 4, 4 p.m. onwards to get set up uh, down into our fob. Uh, get wee bits and bobs squared away, so it was quite handy that all the vehicles could um, could sort of roll up to outside of the fob area, unload relatively quickly, and then um, obviously move the vehicles off to a secure sort of parking area for the duration of the event, which was handy. Um, got our call sign squared away in the uh, front right-hand corner as you looked at the fob. Um, cot beds, uh, crates was the order of the day. Really, I did bring my bergen uh, with some with my sleeping bag and stuff like that in it, but. Um, for the DEA point of view, we had sort of like some changing roles. So sometimes it was like uh, light carry, then other times it would be ops vests, or you play, you might need your PC if it was like sort of going in quite heavy. So it was like two or three almost different loadouts required, as well as your weapon systems and that as well. So we had a, we had a bit of kit to bring. I mean, I brought more than what I needed. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's the trouble. When you've got a hard that's, standing fob, you think, standard, right. That's standard, yeah. I've got hard cover. I've got a hard standing fob. Pack it all in, get it in the truck, get the trailer on the back. I want all of it. You don't, you don't end up using hardly any of it, but there we go. 
but yeah, it was nice. Uh, got ourselves squared away quickly. Got some food on. Nice bit of steak cooked by Mike and a bit of salad. So yeah, it was all good. All good. Nice fob. A nice fob set up as well. Was good. Yeah, yeah. Nice fob set up. The steak was delicious. Yes. That's what's important, isn't it? Got good grub on the Friday. That's it. Yeah, everyone just like piled in, get everything squared away, get some food on, because obviously the event was kicking off at eleven thirty that evening. So it's like, what? Make sure everything's squared. Mags are bombed. All your kits ready to go. Batteries are in. Get the chrono in done. Then you can sort of sit back, relax, have a bit of food, and then you're not sort of like rushing around last ten minutes. You know, get the briefings out. Obviously, the TL briefings need to be done. The radio op briefings, which was really cool. Enjoyed that. Um, and then that's another element of an event that we've not encountered before. We've had like team briefings where you've had a tasking briefing, you get all called in, the team leader, as well as the oppos, all called into to a briefing room and whatnot. But having like the individual TL briefings and then the, the radio op for the initial start of the event, that was a nice touch. I enjoyed that. It was good. You know, it was a bit more, it was a bit more inclusiveness. As I think, like the radio, it gave the radio op a bit more of a role. Like, I think, well, I'm actually the radio op, so I've actually got to do this now. And a clear instruction as to what's expected of the radio, rather than just saying, "Here's two radios. Talk to your team and talk to us." You know what I mean? Especially if you've not done it before. I've done it quite a few times, so I'm sort of used to it. But um, for someone who's uh, not done it before, it can be quite daunting. But where you guys have supplied that briefing, I think it put a lot of uh, nerves at rest a little bit. If you know what I mean? So that was cool. No kudos to you for that. That was quality. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, this was the first event I've ever run TL on, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I was. You know, I've, I felt straight from the beginning of the op that um, I was actually making decisions. So it wasn't like, you know, here's just your rotor, you're doing this, doing that, etc. There was there was an element of, right, you decide what you want to do. Um, we're obviously telling you what we want you to do, but you can decide how to do it. You can decide how to implement <clears throat> that. You know, you're managing your team of guys. Mm. Um, that, that is very much the way we try and do it. We, we present you with a situation and then get you to either within your team or with other TLs work out how you're going to um, how you're going to action that. Mm. I mean, especially uh, <laughs> this is I know I know a lot of people that are on the DEA and the task force were moaning about the stag duty. Um, so just to that's just to reiterate, all, that was, from that was all Mike's fault. It's not, it's not all Mike's <laughs> fault, but from um, from a TL um, perspective, so the. The, the, the role of the stag uh, was obviously we had to identify as a, as a TL meeting. Uh, so there were five TLs in total. We had to identify the weak points of our FOB, uh, allocate how many people we thought we would need for stag duty, and then ultimately work out the rotor for stag. Now, there were some sections that only had five people, and there were some that had 10. Um, so obviously it wasn't perfect just to throw, right, one section you do two hours, the other section you do another two hours, because ultimately you'd have had a section that was three men down, trying to defend the fob. Um, mm. So we came up with a rotor system and it should have worked out that most people, you know, sort of did a two hour stint and then had, I think it was about eight, six to eight hours off. Um, so obviously you've got taskings in that as well. You've got, you know, downtime, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the thing that a lot of people were, um, fuck off. Sorry, Ray just said, Mike, you sucked at TL. Les should have done it. Um, <laughs> um a lot of people uh, felt, I think, that they were on stag almost perpetually that weekend because we were very much on the defensive foot. Um, I don't know if that was intended with the way that the operation was run, but, I mean, our fob almost felt like it was attacked or being shot at occasionally every 20 minutes, um, which it meant, obviously, that led to a lot of stand twos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, like that. 
Oh, stand it. Oh, you fucking bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the just, only... Just the, as you get your head down, yeah. The only <laughs> bit of feedback that I'm, I'm... You know, one of the bits of feedback I'm, I'm planning to give is obviously it might be worth bringing it up in like the, uh, the pre-event uh, briefing uh, or, you know, like the briefing when you're on the ground is firstly, don't shout contact when you just see movement because the number of times I heard contact... And then everyone's fucking screaming stand two inside the fob. It's like either someone's just plinking or they've seen someone go to the toilet outside the fob and not know who they were. And it's like, you've woken me up for this. (laughs) (laughs) Lance was on it though. Lance got stand two, didn't he? Have you got that? He did. He did. I do have a a little photo. He was. I literally, I, I swung my legs out of my pit and I saw my boots and my trousers and I was like, yeah, do you know what? Fuck it. Just put my boots on. Was it you, Lance? It's a good look. It's a good look. At least my feet are going to be wet. That's, uh, yeah, that is solid. Was it you lot on stag at that position when I was stuck in the Thunderbox and I just opened the door while taking a shit to have a wave at you? Yeah, yeah? so I think, that, that I think it was actually quite a big contact there because we had, I think we had... I mean, there was definitely pictures. some contact going on Inside the toilet, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lucky enough, them walls are thick enough. I couldn't pick it up on the thermal. Otherwise, I'd, <laughs> I think I'd have just left the event at that point. <laughs> if I, probably, I would never be able to unsee that. <laughs> if anyone would like a copy of the photo, please email us at nofochat at hotmail dot com or contact yeah. us on our other socials. That's what. That's one on the fans page. Uh, that's that's one for the 2023 defined uh, charity calendar. <laughs> that can go in. We we got a few. Oh dear. So yeah, I mean, I know I know stag was hard. It doesn't help when it's raining as well, and you know, it's, it's one of them. It's it's a shit thing to do. There's no way. There's no dressing it up. It's a it's a horrible thing to do. But it's you know it's a, another tasking that needs to be done regardless. Do you know what I mean? So everyone will bleat on about it, but. It's, I mean, it's never going to go away, yeah, so you need to embrace it. If you don't do stag, <laughs> you're going to spend the whole event trying to get your fob back, and you won't mm. be able to get your, you know, to your stove and get your tea on because you'll be fighting mm. for it. So, <laughs> My- just, just, just to build in a little bit of the pre-event planning uh, for this event, we planned this around two cartels, but the combined number of both cartels was less than the number of task force stroke D8 because we wanted to build in an extra like eight to ten guys on Task Force Stroke DA to facilitate that stag element of the event to spread the, the pleasure, pain, whatever the case may be, uh, of that <laughs> into the event. So it wasn't a case like both sides were equally matched, like 40 versus 40. It was more on Task Force to enable them to have that, um, to provide that part towards the event. Yeah, we know what for don't do stag because... Uh... One of our lads walked into their camp, didn't they, and took 20 minutes worth of video while wandering around. <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that for the Saturday. <laughs> well, the, the talking of the stag leads us on nicely to the um, to the stand two during the day when we got uh, phantomly attacked by uh, uh, an internal LMG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so one of the um, one of the more entertaining facets of of uh, the stag duty was uh, Chris Berry. I don't know if Chris is on the chat tonight. But he's got a very nice. Uh, is it a two four nine? It's a yeah, TM. TM. Oh, it's yeah. Mark, Mark forty six model. Mark forty six. Yeah, yeah. um, 
So it's a very nice rifle until it randomly started shooting, like literally just firing. Not not constantly, intermittently. And it was shooting at the back fence, which was then rebounding off the fence at high speed into tarps and things that were kind of behind us. So we thought we were under attack. We're starting to sweep the base. You know, we're calling stand two. We've got everyone eyeing we've up. We've got rounds and coming in, haven't we? <laughs> Banging off of, that, that sound, you'll never miss it off of a basher, like a BB whacking off a of material. Yeah, it's like... Where's the fucking contact? <laughs> yeah. So um, we then started sort of sweeping. I'm like, no, they must be close. It, the sound is coming almost from the back fence. So, uh, you know, start sort of doing a perimeter, internal perimeter sweep in case they got in somehow um, and found literally that it's just this uh, this TM just literally randomly lighting up every once in a while. Yeah, just on um, runaway, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just, so, you know, control burst, you know, so credit to the gun. Was- <laughs> <Not control burst. laughs> More set, set to three round boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so the um, <laughs> the problem is, I don't know if anyone's aware of this, but the, the TM basically you access the battery by <laughs> yeah. taking the barrel off. So you've now we've managed to disconnect the barrel, so that's that's now off. But the battery is now effectively sitting just below where the BBs are coming out of the um, the rest of the unit. The safety's on. We have no other way of turning this gun off. So yeah. we're trying to disconnect the battery. And literally, we're sort of like leaning in from one side, trying to prise the battery out so we don't get shot in the fingers. Andy came to the rescue with a Sharpie pen in the end. <laughs> After you dismantled the back, looking for the battery, and I just shouted over, it's in the front. <laughs> it's behind you! It was almost like one of those command tasks where you have to. We had about eight people trying to disassemble a runaway yeah, yeah. Mark Forty Six and disconnect yeah. the battery while it was, it was yeah. trying to take our knuckles out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a council job. It was one guy working and eight oh, guys watching him. Like, yeah, we, we would have taken we would have taken the uh, the magazine off, but we honestly couldn't figure it out. Yeah, no, no, it, was, it seemed business. like it was stuck in there. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't like disconnect the thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, so, there was, there was only eight of us to try and figure that out. It wasn't <laughs> happening. Yeah, I was trying to find a number for a local vicar to come and exercise it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the twelve hundred pound Marui um, Mark Forty Six, then, yeah. Yeah, we should yeah. just put, we should just put it under a wet blanket and let it, let it run itself out of ammo. <laughs> <laughs> We should have just lent it over the wall and just let it at least shoot the enemy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Up the driveway. That's <laughs> actually well, that football match. That's actually what it yeah. was. It was just it was that runaway run Mark Forty Six. Run <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't couldn't have odds that, you know. <laughs> Gotta be careful. Harry says, "Who wins? Thirteen hundred pounds here or raindrops?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was eventful. <laughs> and do you know what the funny thing was we were taking rounds and no one shouted stand two no <laughs> <laughs> it's just the mark 46 yeah yeah <laughs> old berry's wa- weapons <laughs> cracking off again <laughs> what a card he is <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the words we were using last <laughs> no, it wasn't, no. there was only about eight of us in the fob and we were all scooting around searching so there was no one else to shout <laughs> stand two, two. Yeah. it's like that bit when Han Solo fires his, his, his pistol off inside that rubbish condenser and just bring yeah. it off the wall everyone's yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah good fun oh. All good. So, so jumping back because we've we've sort of jumped ahead into the Saturday. That obviously there was the uh, the downed helicopter on the Friday night. I think is yes, worth mentioning. Oh, I enjoyed. So that. it was the very first tasking. Uh, we all sort of rolled out of the fob um, up to rescue. Uh, is it JB? I yeah. Don't know how, it... So, so how how did you find the 
so yeah, we 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 did a sort of handover briefing from JB and, and the right, pharmacist yeah. that he was with um, to say that he was, you know, flying out the country and that, that was it from him. Um, and then, uh, then there was communications over radio to say that his wheels up. Then a few minutes later, there was a bit of communication to say that he had vibrations coming through the pedals and then he was going down and he gave the grid, gave, gave his grid reference and all that lot. So everything we'd planned to do, you know, go out on security patrols and all of that was suddenly upturned. Everybody was sort of like thinking, <laughs> I'm just going to square my kit away before I get you the task in. And it's mm -hmm. like, we're moving and we are moving now. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to pile on a, a level of stress pretty early um, and kind of throw a curveball at you guys straight away and see, see how you dealt with it, um, which I have to say wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. What, what yeah, was your yeah. opinion yeah. on that? How, so, I mean, how did you see it happen? Well, from our, from our perspective, um, we were told, right, there's downed helicopters. We were like, okay, cool. So I, I sort of jumped into trying to, I, I won't lie, I tried to mirror what Lance normally does because he's one of the most uh, I've observed doing a TL role. So I was like, right, what would Lance do? So I kind of got <laughs> everyone ready to go and we, we piled out and then we got to this downed helicopter and JB's literally laying there on the floor. And uh, Rich was like, um, so Richard being one of the, the GSs was like, um, you know, you need to check the body. And like, so I, and I, I don't know why I did this. I went over to him and you're right. You're right, mate. What's <laughs> <laughs> <I was> going? <laughs> so um, fortunately um, then, you know, a couple of the team were like, oh, okay, you know, we probably checked for like IEDs and stuff like that. But I mean, that, that was pretty impressive to the point of you've got well, at that point, a, it's not just a mannequin. You've obviously got real people lying there dead. He signed um, his disclaimer, so it was fine. Yeah, I was going to say, because we carried him back. <laughs> and I'm pretty certainly at the ground a few times. <laughs> I, I, I think, I no, no, I think we did all right. I don't think, I think he did all right. We were very supportive of that man. Yeah. Yes, very um, the only ones looking after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, our section was tasked with uh, basically securing JB's body, um, searching sort of for any, any other... Uh, victims as well and then uh, kind of trying to hold off the cartels uh, or i guess the civilian population um from time, kind of getting yeah. too close um task force were holding sort of a, a a much wider perimeter um and then we were given a body bag of which jp doesn't fit that body the end of him that's what the whole trouble was and to break it, his it, ankles to get his feet in there that's it. It, it, in, in all fairness body bags are one size fit most and you kind of bend them well that's the thing but i i won't lie i did suggest that we break his legs off but he seems a bit i mean i know he was dead but he didn't seem very happy yeah. at the idea Saw <laughs> one eye open and he squinted at us at that point Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway we got we got him in the body bag and then uh and I, a load of cartel was sort of coming over and sort of like giving us a load of jip about and they're trying to find owls and stuff like that um which was yeah so that, that was quite an intense situation to be in i, I think the for, for me, it would have been better if we'd kind of had a bit more idea about the kind of role that we would be partaking in. Because the high, I know sort of pre-event, the DEA had kind of been, you know, you're going to be mixing with the cartels. You're going to be trying to find drug sources. I didn't ever envisage that we would be having to do like a medevac mm. from uh, a helicopter crash site. That's uh, that The crash site as well was on fire um, because I know they've got, like uh, they got some pyrotechnics and stuff going on inside. Mm. And the only thing that was missing was a Catherine wheel. 
No, that was cool. Yeah, so one other thing it, I found, Dalton, was um, obviously once we secured the body, we got it ready to move. We were literally like, "Fuck, where is everybody else gone?" So we were like the we were like a tail end Charlie at that point. Ah, so right. we were eight, that we was. were eight, we were eight up. So we had six securing the body and only two guys that were carrying sidearms. So it was like straight on the net then, like to any task force. Um, and then luckily enough, we managed to get was it uh, Sierra One, I think it was, <clears> uh, who obviously got our call on the radio on the command net and then they dropped they peeled back off and then came in behind us and sort of like escorted us out which was a bit of a touch because at one point i had a i had my radio laying on top of the body and then i just had my side arm <laughs> i was just sort of like looking about like whilst carrying a corpse <laughs> it was like, oh, sorry, big guns are here now i can put my gun away <laughs> yeah. see I, I i didn't see any of that because i stayed back to uh make sure that all of the pyrotechnics on the uh helicopter had gone safe um so yeah clear that down but uh yeah i mean i came back did a quick debrief with you guys in in the fob and then went to go check on jb and he was trying very hard to keep the chunks inside uh he was feeling a bit sick <laughs> after his ride back <laughs> oh, was <it? laughs> well, he, was, he was a bit of sway he was yeah. he was he was still stuck in that body bag he couldn't get out and it had been what? about an hour yeah he couldn't get himself out he was stuck <laughs> But to be fair, I don't think body bags are designed to be let out from the inside, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Gore-Tex to be a brief flight. Role playing? Why are you moving? I thought I thought he was I thought he was having a little nap, right? But he he admitted to me after that he was he was he was trying to keep the contents in. To be fair, we did put the shortest people at the head and the tallest people at his feet. So he was going back like that. <laughs> that <whole> <laughs> <way>. <laughs> but no, that was a, that was. I mean, I've never done that at an event. Actually, like it carried, um, uh, you know, a, a dead person, but like a full body bag with, in a six-man team, actually, probably like doing a proper casabac. You know, I mean, Ryan. I don't know if Ryan's on the chat. Ryan, um, at one of the Legion events, did a full farm and carry of a of a downed player to get him off the field. But this, this to me was just like a next step up in terms of that, and I, I definitely think that that's something you could do at more events. But well, obviously, really you could, possibly you're, you're, need the person in the bag with a crash hat on. Yeah, um, I mean, you're traversing terrain at night under potentially under fire, this, that, and the other. So it was another element. You know what I mean? It was really yeah. good. You, it's, you, you, it worked. You, you know, it was a hard work to get him back. You know what I mean, it wasn't like he I was bet, a lightweight. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it was managed nicely with a. Are you minimal injury to him. fat? You call not him at all, <laughs> but you think he was fully rigged as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it wasn't the he was—he was a six-man lift. I'm not calling him fat, <laughs> but he was a six-man lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was talk of getting the medic shears out. Let's cut his rig off, and he's like, <laughs> both, both eyes open. Then it wasn't a little squint. It was like you fucking dare. <laughs> I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> How far do we reckon that probably was? That that Kasavak? five miles at least. Ten, perhaps ten. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, yeah. lads. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, it must have been like 10, 15 yeah. minutes of walking. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got back to the fob and you got your silver D of E. Yeah. Castle only got bronze, you know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. The St. John's ambulance badge. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, Ryan, Ryan is on the chat. He says it all comes down to players' commitment and fitness. You need to dig in deep. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, we, we aren't all the fittest. But we, we managed to take him back, and it, it was a case of you know just lowering him down, swapping people over, 
when we had to and stuff like that. And we, we got him back. So, I mean, I was, I was quite impressed by that. My particular favourite was when we came under fire and we very slowly lowered him because we were like, we, we were obviously conscious it was a real person, uh, a live person. So, so we were like carefully lowering him before we could then all get into the firefight. Yeah. Like, lower, lower, it was quite, lower, it was gun, gun, gun. <laughs> It was literally lowering him down nice and gently and then every, literally everyone just took a knee and just faced out like all around defence, around, just around the body. Literally almost <laughs> like just keeping him sort of secure and that nice, and just some, nice, blapping yeah. some rounds off. Did someone lie yeah, over him? I think someone leant over him so he didn't get shot while he was in the bag. Oh, I remember looking. I remember looking down and someone's just laid over the top of him. <laughs> like, mate, he's dead. You weren't, yeah. supposed to, you weren't supposed to tell anyone that, Andy. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's yeah, why you felt poorly. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to laying over as more defiling, but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the chunks he was keeping in. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so we got the body back, um, and then we kind of jumped. Moment. It's now been ruined for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a flower on him, so you know, we you could say you took the flower off him at the end of it. Um, but we got we got the body back, um, and then we obviously went into sort of full um, event tasking and the like. Um, I know we did a couple of night patrols to go and sort of scout out um, sort of various buildings and the like. I know. Um, Task force. I, to be fair, I don't really know what task force's objectives were. I assume that they were sort of similar. Um, well, they were acting on in intelligence provided by uh, through action, either by the DEA or as as targets developed. Uh, they were basically acting as security for the DEA. So when you guys were going in in belt order, you know, pistol belt only, they would be holding off with the big guns should all shit go wrong. Mm. So yeah, they, they were there as an insurance. Yeah, nice. Um, so that that was pretty cool. Uh, I know one of the um the, the other taskings, which I wasn't expecting, was uh, Rich was like, right, we need to build uh, a target package on certain people. So I think it was Simon Race. Bless him. I enjoyed. No, I enjoyed this. Yeah, thing. we. Yeah, oh god, we got our proper proper pervy team on that. We're like we were going through his Facebook, Instagram. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty certain we found his home address. Um, but we we were just information gathering. So I think I think the um. Got a got picture, from... picture of his library card from 1996. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> his record of achievement from secondary school. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much the cartel know about this, but my WhatsApp is now filled with pictures of people that were like prime suspects throughout the weekend. Um, That's it. And it, it's and all, it was. It's all yeah. open source media. It's stuff that that if you wanted to find out something on it, yeah, it's it's all out there, isn't it? There's nothing... Yeah, readily available. It's, yeah. yeah, but again, it's just another aspect. It was like you're actually doing some investigation work sort of thing to sort of, like you said, to build a picture, uh, to create an op for TF to go in and sort of like a smash and grab or something like that. You know, it's cool. So, yeah, we, we had lists of names. We knew <clears> we pulled intel out of the helicopter that showed us some locations on maps. It showed us some brief history stuff. And we had, we effectively had the orbat for the enemy. Okay. But it was just names and sections. So if you got a first name off someone, you could sort of figure out who they might mm. belong to or what, what their second surname might be and then yeah, start yeah, yeah. searching. Yeah. Well, that was that actually led on to quite a bit of intel that we gathered. Um, uh, was it Bo? He's mm. his vehicle. Bo? His vehicle Bo? was a was a was a red flag to us because obviously he was with one cartel, and then when we started doing searches on him. After we gather the intel from the who's the cartel we're based up the top of the hill? Is it the Go Del Golfo? Del Golfo were based up the top of the hill. Now, when we had our deep cover up going, uh, he got some footage, and in that footage was a blue Jeep Cherokee. Hmm. 
And then when right. he come back to us, he was like, right, I've got this. And then when we were searching for a certain, certain person, we saw a blue Jeep Cherokee and we were like, well, hang on, he's not part of that cartel. But why is his vehicle there when they're supposed to be sort of now sworn enemies, if you like? So that's when alarm bells started ringing. I think, oh, hello. wonder if there's a little bit of to and fro going on that the, uh, that the big snakeheads don't realise. So <laughs> yeah. I think then that's when we called that in, wasn't it, Mike? Hmm. At that point, well, let, let's go back as well and talk about Woody um, actually getting into the Delgado base oh, um, because that was Absolutely genuinely ninja. my my favourite moment of the entire weekend. Was that um, Friday, was that Friday night? No, that was no, the yeah, Saturday. Saturday. This was Saturday afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, so, um, so just sorry, sorry, just to before you get onto that. So, um, the guys that were running DS for Delgado at the top of the hill. I, I spoke to them on Saturday morning and they were like, no, we want to do a meetup. We want to do it down here because you guys don't know where our camp was. And I was like, what well, we do, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, no, you don't. I was like, yeah, mate, we put a CTR on it. They last do. Night. They do, we, yeah. we do know. It was like, did you? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we've been in there and out again. <laughs> yeah. So one of, one of the yeah, taskings yeah, we got like, given. Sorry, they were convinced that Task Force didn't come out the fob all night. We have been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> been absolutely everywhere and then come back again and gone, right, we know everything. We're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the um, I know one of the taskings we got given was to sort of go out and sort of meet with some of the locals and sort of try and get a bit more intel. Um, and as part of that, we just happened to be at the bottom of the hill uh, from the Delgofi base. So, you know... Woody, I think it was Woody on our team. He was like, oh, should I just sneak in and see what I can get? They're like, uh, okay, go on then. And we're, we're sort of debating whether to call in because I'll be honest, James, I didn't want you to tell me off for sending one of my team in and going rogue. <laughs> yeah. um, but we took we took the radio oh, off of him. We put a cover story, didn't we? We put a cover story. So we, we took his radio story. and his gun off of him. Um, and then Woody was going to go and pretend to be lost. So he didn't know where he was. And then the rest of us genuinely were walking around the site going, Woody! <laughs> Woody, where are you? Yeah, so if we did get approached, we were literally in like an extended line just pushing through the woodblock at the base of the hill from the Del Golfo uh, fob. Just saying, yeah. no, we, 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 we're missing someone. So, we're working our way through looking for him. Woody ran up the hill and he'd, he'd been gone for about, it must have been like 20 minutes, half an hour, right? And he came back and he'd literally got video of people in their tents, video of people looking at him. Like he was video just walking the around their room. fob, just like taking pictures and the briefing room and everything in the Del Gofo camp. <laughs> so I would just like to say that Del Gofo, your, your fob security <laughs> is <laughs> cack. <laughs> they, they, they thought they were secure as fuck. They, they thought we had no idea where they were living. <laughs> well, because we, we had an initial recce. We said, well, Wayne and Woody went in to do an initial recce on the, on the fob. Um, and they got right into deep cover. Um, and they had a two-man foot patrol come out like feet away from them. I mean, I mean, they didn't have ghillies or anything like that. They literally just concealed themselves with what they had around them naturally. Um, and they had a two-man foot patrol go out. And Wayne got on the comms and said, we've got a two-man foot patrol doing like a perimeter, like a like a localised patrol around their fob. So, like, okay, cool. Um, but he's, then he got back on the comms about five, ten minutes later. He said, there's only one of them's come back, though. So there's still one out there somewhere. So we don't know where this guy went, but he never came back whilst we were there, which was a bit odd. So, um, and that's when, obviously, they exfilled then. And then Woody went back in on his own doing his Chuck Norris bit. Yeah, that was quite cool. funny. Mike, Mike said, right, go when you're ready. And then he turned around and went, where's he gone? I went, he's gone. He's yeah. like, he's disappeared into the brook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally just went. 
Oh, wow. so we renamed Woody. Woody got his new call cool type of ninja that weekend. So yeah, he was he was ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had an interesting message coming from Nerd for a Four UK. He says, "When you came for your DEA meet, I walked around your four guys and photoed their radios. So I had your comms channels. So fair yeah, enough." <laughs> the issue the issue I have with that with 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 stealing comms frequencies is we use the comms that are on a defiant license, right? And there is a finite amount of them. So if you keep coming back to our events, you will see the frequencies repeat and repeat and repeat. So we have to play it a little bit sensibly that we don't try and nick each other's frequencies. And also it's an yeah. absolute fucking ball ache to reprogram everybody. <laughs> well, this yeah, was one of the things that we found, uh, I think it was the Friday night, um, in that my radio started to pick up comms from a different yeah. one. Of, I think that was the Hell Hatcher team. Um, so I was just feeding back information. I think it was Kieran. Just heard Kieran's name over the chat. And someone was like, oh, who's this? And I was like, oh, it's Kieran. And they're like, oh, no, I'm Kieran. Who are you? <laughs> so I'm oh, Kieran, no. as well as my wife. <laughs> Would the real Kieran please stand up? It's like radio some other things at the weekend were slightly... Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. Out of game, <laughs> yeah. So, ele electronic warfare is one of those things that we might partake in, okay, but not from a player perspective. Like, my, my wagon's rigged up to do frequency scanning, so we might use that as part of an objective or part of a, a scenario, but it would be heavily controlled by DS. What we don't want is people stealing other people's frequencies because it just just kind of upsets it, you know we put a lot of work into plan to do comms plans and then you go and throw it out out the window with one photograph but yeah um typically especially i've got to admit um, that was that was one thing that worked really well i thought from our point of view it's the first event that i've done for a while where we yeah. haven't had proper comms issues. Comms so was, was really good. Comms was solid was really back to nice. zero. Comms within the like, the, the, the PRRs and the teams was fine yeah, as well. Both sides was really good. Yeah, both sides yeah. were really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we did have some issues from our from, from where from where Task Force <laughs> sat. If you were going the other side of a hill, obviously it's line of sight comms. At one point, <laughs> I was stood on a set step ladder, right, arm held aloft with a directional antenna, just to try and pick people up. You know, so we we did, we did our best. Expert yeah. honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, was that before? Yeah. Was that during the thunderstorm or or after? <laughs> no, it was, it was between it was between lightning storms. I was I was up there with a no. It's a directional satcom antenna. Antenna. Mm. So it's like it's like one of the uh, big ones with the arms hanging off of it. Oh, point, nice. Point, yeah, just <laughs> focusing, focusing all that power in one area and trying to suck in what radio. Oh, I was setting up my poo chair at an event once, and it's like it comes in a little packet like that, and you, it's like a little click together, almost like a tent pole frame thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you get it out of the bag, and you can give it a shake, and it all sort of clicks in. And like some keys, went, is that an antenna? I was like, was chair. Haven't put the cover on it yet. Haven't put the cover on it yet, mate. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I wanted to talk about your role in the event a little bit because uh, obviously, um, early doors uh, at the well, safety briefing, we were like, ah, oh, 
Kevin's wearing yeah. some very suspect gear there. So we were like, <laughs> yeah. maybe he turns out to be like a, a player that we need to take some well, early intel on. Suspect gear. He'd only just arrived then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't even dressed. That's just Kevin's Friday. He got there straight yeah. from going out Thursday night. <laughs> so, you know, I think one of the things we would say from the fight is what we always go for everyone, whether it's DS, players, up for, I think my absolute rocks it. You guys looked amazing, the DA bits pieces. Obviously, I was I was on DA at the end of the weekend because of James shitting in the fucking bucket, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, <laughs> Let's not go there just yet. But yeah, I, it's like I, I was always, I was always, always meant to be on task force. But um, we different guys with different commitments. Not been doing. So I started off and and on uh, all four. So all of us, all of us play a role. All of us engage in the event. Um, are we the target you're looking for? Maybe not. Shall we say? Um, you know, yeah. I think. I think, I think I think I think it comes down to the idea of like you know the whole immersion of a defined event is I think that idea that people see me doing that James did his, James at one point did his, his shiny glasses other guys did the bits as well so I think from a defined event is like we as the organisers we are immersing ourselves in the event uh, for our players' benefit uh, what that means on the day is from event to event so yeah it's like i was you know, i was so immersed i caught local food poisoning off of a <laughs> off of a food truck yeah full immersion yeah it's like i think i think i bought that cap in um bloody mexico and, and cancun about three years ago and never ever actually touched. i just cut the label off it to take to this event I was like going to think bloody white. How can I keep it clean at a site? And I didn't. All right, must have hit the floor about twenty times over the weekend. So yeah, yeah. I say from you know, as I said, you know, from like the task force fob you guys were in to where it was ran with um, that's what command and control to the cartels. Um, you know, the the, the guys on on El Hacha they did all that mad like Hawaiian shots and things. Um, you know, they completely Harry's worked it. shirt was still the best. I'm sorry. Harley, yeah. Harley I, mean, I mean, I might be biased, but Harry's shirt was the best. Harley's shirt was the best. Um, you know, you could buy the matching pillows and do the set if you wish, you know. Please just go and <laughs> wish and search James Underwood, you know, and you'll find them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I say it's like, you know, I deliberately did that, shall we say, at this point. Um, obviously, there, there was a character in the event called um, um um oh what's it called? Spider. Uh, my bad um so you know it's like yeah there's probably more pictures of me on the first few hours of that event than i've ever yeah. had taken any oh, wait. <laughs> we got we got we got members of your own cartel offering intel for money right big money on oh this is the big boss this i'll sh i'll glimpse you a picture and if you pay me i'll send it to you i'm like glimpse it. it's like that's kevin fuck off <laughs> yeah. I must admit, uh, I think I think Task Force BA almost ran out of friggin' money. The amount of stuff that was given because we oh no, we, up, <laughs> we, we went in there with we went in there with big US money. You know, we didn't give a shit how much we spent <laughs> as long as we stopped drugs getting to America, <laughs> and we yeah. did that. We still walked away with more money than I think both cartels had. 
because we picked up one of your couriers <laughs> that you carrying all the, the money. Yeah, we robbed the couriers. <laughs> you just dragged over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one, yeah. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> that's the hat. Thanks, uh, thanks, C. Marriott, for that. <laughs> Check your Facebook messages. Ah, yes, thank you, C. Marriott. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like yeah, as I said, from defined events, we will we'll put ourselves in a place, we'll put ourselves in a role, but ultimately we are there to run the event. So you know, we're not going to have James kidnapped, captured for eight hours of an event because. We need we need James to run part of that event. We need apparently George not. To run something. <laughs> we need George. Okay, yeah, all right. The, the dreaded Lorgie got you at that point. Um, you know, we we need, we need George. We need Brandon. We need uh, Jack. We need uh, Nathan. We need all the boys to. Oh, well, I don't know about really Nathan, here. mate. Calm down. I'm trying to look after my brother. All right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, honestly, yeah, I I was not a target at that event, but to actually put on the, the big kind of like um shot and the hat and the shiny glasses was uh was all part of the immersion for you guys to look at something and think, is he the target, is he the is he mm. the spider and whatever else. Um I'll, I'll give you the Jews, right? I can't remember I think it was a task force guy or one of the cartels turned around and even though we did this spider voices and it was through like a kind of voice uh like synthesizer. One guy turned around and goes, "Look, that's a Portsmouth accent or something." And literally, as soon as the guy spoke on site, said, "He is the spider." And no matter how he did it, I don't know how this guy did it. It was amazing. He just clocked it. Some of the accent, even the dig- dig- this sort of digitized version, he went, "That guy, he is the spider." It was it was amazing how he actually managed to do it. Yeah, it Pompey boy got caught out. Pompey boy got caught out. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to jump in the chat for a second. There's quite a lot of messages. I apologise to everyone in the chat. I can't pick everyone out because we've got about 45 people in. Ignore um, anybody. Any ignore any from Harry Lampard. He's not relevant. Oh no, Harry Lampard's kind of. Uh, <laughs> nerd was the best actor at this event. He held his shit together, making him laugh. So yeah, nerd's a good boy. Good lad, you know. We, as I said, we've got, we've, we've got, we've got, we've got our core team. We've got guys have joined us, guys who are doing that sort of role. Um, we've got the immediate sort of core that plan the event. Uh, we've got guys who are really happy to help out. Now there's someone who's joined us. He's come. Oh, hang events. on, hang on. We might let's let's carry on trialing him first. Let's really squeeze the effort out of him before we give him the fucking say, title. I would say, I would say, no. I'd say he's. You know, We've got a group, we've, we've got the people we call our preferred players, all right? And that's not, as though he will come and do stuff to help us out at the event. I would say preferred, but, mate. Just well, preferred, preferred no. I don't know, yeah, whatever, whatever. Effectively, they're a bit like player marshals, all right? If we had to put yes, it down to yes, anything. That's a good chat, that's a good chat, that's a good chat. But Ned did the role, he came out on Saturday afternoon. It was so funny. Um, Task Force came up to the Ohachi camp. But I'm going to get out the timeline here. And Nerd was literally due at that time. I don't know how Task, uh, Task Force DA didn't see him, but he walked in with his mask on, his shirt, and everything else as he was. He had a meeting with us. We showed him drugs. We showed him money. He was very impressed. Uh, and he managed to walk out, not seen by Task Force and DA. It was like so, but, but, so lucky. 
we actually had one like that. We had a uh, we had four or five Del Golfo guys turn up at the FOB for a meeting at the same time. We had an El Hatcher HVI turn up, right? And we're literally okay, sorry about that. Oh, mate, that, that, that was fucking badmin. Like, because we're like, this shit, we're like, this shit's about to kick off. Like, we're working with both cartels, like being nicely, nicely, knowing that, like. The other side of a fucking metal container is his enemy. Because <laughs> yeah. I got, I, got, I, got, I remember I getting made... off the cones with you, James, and saying, "Yeah, we've got a, we've arranged a meeting for 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 twelve thirty, and you're like, uh, fuck. Um, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. worry, we can make it work." <laughs> well, we, we didn't have a choice because I wasn't going to tell, I wasn't going to tell him to reschedule. You know, it was just a case of. Well, we didn't well, have a choice anyway. He got in a truck and fucked off at that point. Yeah, so. that was proper. That was proper hairy. That was because we come out of this tree line, didn't we? And literally, there was just like a wagon, an armored wagon, just come rolling around the corner. And we were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, we're all we in got, belt kit. All right, lads. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how we got away <laughs> with that one, but um, they they ate nearly all the Del Golfo boys ate nearly all of the bloody chocolate bourbons, and then. Fucked off and gave a shit all in response. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. I'd rather give him money than chocolate bourbons. <laughs> yeah. Um, bourbons? Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't yeah, see you the. Uh, oh, yeah. By the time you got down, the, uh, the, the, the command coffee table was uh, a little bit lacking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Must always um, have a steady stream of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so jump jumping back into the chat uh c marriott said we park our technical uh next to the del gofo at like 6am and did the most polite raid ever um <laughs> uh fresh meat with regards to protecting jb he said he didn't want to take him to take a round to the head that's very nice of him fresh meat that dived on him. Wayne, yeah. once again stepping into the breach wayne well done mate good on you <laughs> james said you could have used him like a sandbag barricade <laughs> Poor <laughs> yeah. oh, fucker! <laughs> Quick, um, just get behind him. He's dead. He won't do the thing. <laughs> Chris He's says, "Kudos." <laughs> Chris says, "Kudos to the two guys who climbed the wall into the SF fob." That's a story no. for later on, then. Because yeah. um, by that by that point, I because James had gone down, and I'd actually come across towards um, the and um, task force that time. So. Yeah, they did an amazing job. Pictures dropped. They were soaking wet. They jumped in. Um, yeah, instantly it was, died. <laughs> yeah, it was Somehow. It, it was literally, you know, as soon as it was like, um, you know, we realised they're, they're over the wall and there's people shot and people going hit and, and going down. It was like pistols drawn because it was really close quarters. You drop your rifles and just hunting around that fob with pistols and torches on was like it was it was immense it was sick and the, the two boys that came over the, over the fence were absolutely amazing they did a great job mm. took out a number of people caused lots of hysteria and uh yeah task force the you know hunt them down yeah, well done as well that was a really really good bit of immersion and action harry says james know how to make a stonker cuppa and Bourbons was on point, should clean the fob more. So I have a bone of contention to pick with these freaking cleaners, because one of you nicked my knife, and I have no idea how you did it. <laughs> I think I was, that too, I was I? following them around the fob, because we were on we were on uh, stag at the time, so I was like, right, well, I've got my guys on stag, so I'll follow the cleaners around the fob. And they were picking up, genuinely, people had just left, like, comms frequencies, maps, all sorts oh, of useful... Toilet rolls, toilet all rolls. sorts of useful uh, intel. Uh, to 
toilet roll was very useful by that point of the weekend. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's having a right weird moment. That is my no, it's my dog's foot. She's rolling around on top of me. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, what did you say? One million dollars for my yeah. toilet roll. <laughs> yeah. oh, bloody toilet roll, honestly. Um, so for those that weren't aware of the great toilet roll war of 2022, um, basically the freaking cartels came in and nicked I mean, all the toilet roll out of the fucking, out of the fucking task force and DEA. Basically, well, pandemic shortages come back to yeah, haunt us at this event. 2020 has got nothing on the 2022 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I just in case you didn't know, I came down with diarrhea and vomiting, and uh, that was the opportune time to have a fucking shortage of bog roll. Honestly, that was wonder why you were sad. Constantly seeing James sitting in a puddle outside the front of the office. Please, read again, again. That, that was a puddle of my making. It's raining. It's raining. Yes. <laughs> James C would like to see the doggo, please. Raven, here, come on, let me come. Nah, but yeah, you've got, these two, you've got these two cleaners roaming around the base. Uh, Ian said, said uh, we put out fake maps to the cleaners. Well, I was going around literally nicking bits of things off them. So they were all just picking stuff up and pushing buttons and stuff like that. Oh, it was like childcare for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but well, then, that, that, literally... That, that is what it's like to have Harry Lampard at an event. I mean, I, I must admit, they were... Um, they were having a coffee with you guys, and I, I think I, I was sort of sitting there and I nodded off at one point because they weren't doing anything. I was just sort of oh, took look. a bit of time, and they were trying to uh, they were trying to sneak up to me to grab a photo at that point. But I don't know when they grabbed my knife. I was so annoyed <laughs> by that. <laughs> but, uh, what's the dog's name? Uh, this is Raven, um, or D E K nine, as her call sign is. Wait, get good girl. Is that a Malinois, James? <laughs> no, she's GSD, but she's a Czech strain, so they're more like uh, the original German Shepherds. They're a little bit sleeker. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, somewhere yeah. between what what most people know as a German Shepherd and what a Malinois mm. sits, sits well, the brind there. the brindly sort of colour about it. Yeah, lovely, very nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Unfortunately, yeah. she doesn't take her hits, so <laughs> she won't be at any games. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I will submit when the cleaners came. Take, I wouldn't want to shoot her if I wanted to. I'd be terrified. You turn around and take your face off. <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what I mean by she, she nope. doesn't take her hits. Yeah, she's. Uh... I am not even holding a gun. See, What's see, I, I, I'd, I'd love if we did an E and E event. I could muzzle her and we could put her on 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 tracking because um, mm. yeah, she's tracking trained. Fair play. Oh, nice. I'll be strapping a pork chop to the back of an op four. <laughs> <laughs> Go find him. Go find him. <laughs> what were you saying, Andy? Uh, I was just going back to the cleaners when they walked up and I said, have you got any ID to prove that you're cleaners? And he opened up his uh, high-vis jacket and there was that shirt. I just went, yeah, come on through. That's all I need. <laughs> That's my pass. Yeah, but they turned up right when you were doing the briefing as well. I was like, just wait here a minute, you've come at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you remember back to your Friday night brief with JB, he said that we employ two local cleaners, you know, for kind mm -hmm. of hearts and minds and, and to improve, improve employment within the local region. So, yeah, that's kind of where it started from. 
Yeah, but they didn't have to wander around with particularly high-pitched voices shouting. <laughs> no, that was, for me, that was a detraction from the emergent, just to walk around going, hello. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It suddenly turned into a couple of Dickensian women walking I was a bit disappointed none of them did try to do the accent of uh, Consuela off of uh, Family. Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no. Need more lemon pledge. How about you, Andy? In terms of the event, what was some of the highlights for you? Mine was that first night up where we got all the way round to the castle. Um when we were going, when we literally just walked up the main road and uh, we got, and then we went up past the caravans and then down the hill and searched the castle and then came back again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Like, didn't even need to have contact or anything, just ducking down every time we saw a white light. Like, and there was a couple of vehicles was... out as well, weren't there? Which yeah. was quite cool. So it was like ducking off, getting off the road, getting into cover. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the quality. I enjoyed yeah, that. Because that's when I broke my body glasses because I dived into a bush because I was in like, the car was coming down the road and I was in like a section where there was two bushes on each side and I was like, shit, where do I hide? So I just dived head first into the bush and hit, hit the tree trunk. I was like, fucking brilliant. I was like, great. Ow. <laughs> and then just sat there in a crumpled heap. <laughs> but you hid, that's the main thing. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> was not but no, that, that I really enjoyed, like the night ops and things. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, that was like a nice... Um, change. It was it was good. Yeah, pace, like yeah. getting out the, like the, the like the patrol disciplines and all that that I noticed when we was out is all good. You know, you sort of bring it in a little bit tighter at night time. You know, keeping it being conscious of obviously sound travels a lot more at night. It's we you know keeping quiet, uh, taking your time, slow movements down through the tree lines and stuff like that. You know, obviously being mindful of where we're putting your feet because it, it can be treacherous. Um. There is it's very undulating in some of the woodland, you know, it drops down yeah. six, seven foot in places. So, yeah. Some of it's not vertical, some of it's very steep though. But yeah, no, we, we made it work. It was really good. And considering like not everybody had nods, you know, there was a couple well, of three three of the nine of us had nods. Yeah. You know, a oh. couple of thermals, three sets of nods, um, out of the nine, you know, so you, you, you are guiding people. But I found I, I you know, I didn't use my nods. Um obviously I was reliant on the thermal a bit for, for PID and obviously target recognition, but certainly not for navigating, traversing the landscape. I, for natural natural night vision um was suffice, you know, quite comfortably with that. And that was even in the under a canopy as well. So yeah, it was quite good. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm watching yeah, when I when I can walk from Saturday night and we did the first patrol on Saturday because we then tell of where the, the two cartels had come together. We can talk about how that happened a little bit later on if you want. Um, and set up patrol, and the patrol got out. You know, it was led by Matt, I think it was at that point as well, uh, who's one of our sort of like um, preferred players. Um, and that patrol, yeah, they didn't get into the camp they were at, but it was a really, really can, good Kevin, patrol. Can we call them trusted players rather than preferred? The rest of you lot can fuck off. We've got yeah, yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. We only trust them the rest of you. You lot are just yeah. cash cows. Now fuck her off. Out of it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how many people are actually trust. You know, but never mind. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was like it's like when that patrol went out on Saturday night. Um, I knew that different guys. Obviously, I'd come over. Different guys had like um, stag at different times. Yeah. And it was, it was, it, guy. Honestly, it's like 
of forward turnaround and say where our task force and you know I think I think the big thing in terms of say is like task force were doing so much with the patrols that that, that weren't seen and DA were doing a great job with the patrols and the interaction that was seen and I say that's what that's why we always put that little bit extra number on task force in this case task force stroke DA because it's a, it's a hard it's a hard job to do and um, so when I came over and sent out that patrol I was trying to find who was I try to find out who was actually at strength to do this. Some guys were were struggling, and you know we've got to acknowledge that. But on the more on the Sunday morning, when the sort of big push, I put up the hill because we had definite intel of where the cartels were, and that perhaps changed from the intel we'd received a few hours before. But I was hugely, hugely impressed with the DA and task force guys that came out. You know, some guys who'd like picked up knocks and strains who were due to actually going to tasking, but they said, look, I'll do a stag so someone else can actually go. So the, the camaraderie and the support that mm. Task Force Talk DA mm. had on the Sunday morning to get the job done, I thought was frigging immense. Now, I, I say I'd spent the first like 20, 24 hours with um, um, El Hacha, right? And, you know, we got intel from them, and from them, they were they were on the ground doing a task and within five minutes, which was superb. Task force, because that task force, the thing is, is it is a big machine. You got intel. It takes longer than 10, 15 yeah. minutes to get so task that, force on the ground to do all, something. All, all of the lads should have been aware that they were on a 15-minute notice to move. All right, so it should have been, here's your job. You've got 15 minutes, you're out the door. That's it. Um yeah. In reality, a lot of the sections that were on there weren't able to achieve that. Um, so that's it. it's, it's like you say that, James, but you know, one of the things we do with the defined events, with as we said, and the boys were talking tonight about like stag, right? Everyone hates fucking stag, right? Um, but we put the extra numbers in to actually support that. So people did that really well. People, you know, we've got to acknowledge yeah. people did that brilliantly. Mm. Um, and I say, I was hugely impressed, you know, on that on that Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning operation. People were out and they came back soaked in skin. It, it, it was it was a dry hole, but they were soaking wet. But the boys all got up on Sunday morning to go and do it again, and we put that big big squad together. We hit the first target. We got we got we got ideas from there. We hit for the second. At the second, there was still people missing as far as we were away from until we went to the tertiary third target. And everyone went up one, two, three, four. And honestly, the Task Force three guys absolutely smashed that on Sunday morning. Uh, I was hugely proud. It's like, it's kind of, kind of like weirdly annoying because I was playing with one of the cartels on the Saturday. But to actually lead the Task Force three guys out and smashing those guys uh, on the Sunday morning and literally poking a barrel on someone who was my mate a few, a few hours before, you're dead and whatever else. But it was just to see the smile on Task Force D's faces for doing that was huge was huge. It was absolutely it was absolutely immense, you know. Mm. They got mm. out there, they did the job, they were brilliant all the way through. And then obviously there was the big final the big final half. Well, hang on, yeah, can, can, can we can we, that, yeah, can we can we talk about a certain football match that may have gone I mean, there was, <laughs> yeah. I, I witnessed at least one foul during that football match. I would just like to point out before we before we go into the football match, James very kindly arrested Ollie, a, a lovely chap called Ollie, who had a couple of grenades on him, and then put me in charge of Jesus put fuck. me in charge of defending him in a in a container for 
half an hour. <laughs> At which point, the football match happened. I came out and it had all broken loose. <laughs> so I didn't see any of the football match. But that, carry on, carry what, on. What, what happened is one of the one of the lads. <laughs> one of the lads, <laughs> he, he, point, he pointed out, he was like, that guy's got grenades on War him. Without, without a doubt, that guy's got grenades on him. He was wearing like a hoodie and there was clear... You can't trust two, them, they're bloody hoodies, there, I tell you. There was cylindrical <laughs> shapes, cylindrical and spherical shapes inside this hoodie pocket. So I grabbed him, I was like, hey, come here, come here. And I put my arm around his back and I, I slapped my hand on his waist, uh, on his stomach and I went... Either that's an odd-shaped colostomy bag or you're packing <laughs> grenades. And he went, I think I've got some grenades. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're coming with me, Sonny. So, yeah, walked him off at that point. I was just like, I need a babysitter to watch him for half an hour so we could get this strike up. It was the lads sitting on the hill all with pistols still in their pistol belts. And then the truck with the... Oh, the yeah. <laughs> I went... And, on, and the intel that we got before that Grey Fox were all stashing guns and grenades, you know, just typical cartel kick about. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. When, when cartel are told to not turn up armed for a football match, and they're all packing grenades and they roll in with a gun truck, what are you going to do? <laughs> Obviously, you guys have never followed a football team but have played against Galatasaray. You guys are best now, all right. I'll do yeah, for normal. That. That's just normal for us, you know. I do feel sorry for that gunner though, because I literally had the LMG trained on him, and as soon as that first tag went, it was just right <laughs> done, and he went down for thirty seconds, and then he popped back up, and I was like, done. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, we we had a guy behind him as well, didn't we? So we had a yeah. guy in the tree line behind him, so he, he had nowhere safe to look. <laughs> but that was so the, the the plan of action for those that didn't know we we had a we had a a target of interest, a, a personal that we wanted to snatch, okay? And we would have just got out and snatched him, except fucking Op4 decided to rock up with a gun truck like it was a normal football match. Um, so we couldn't just walk out there and ask the guy to come with us because we were aware that that MG might just open up. So what we effectively wanted to do was take out the gun truck by launching a tag at it. Um, and then we could launch an assault for the snatch. Now the tag failed. I believe it fell. It just it just kind of blew on the floor. It was just, okay, that didn't work. So at that point, it was a case of we got to take out the gunner so that we can make a move on with the snatch team. Anyway, we made the snatch, um, and everybody was suddenly dead somehow. I don't really know how, but I mean, I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was running across the middle of the football pitch and just kicked the grenade and don't know how that happened. But uh... Oh, uh, that was one of the task force. I'm sorry to say. I thought um, it might have been. He was um, he was hiding behind the wall and he had like four or five uh, grenades in front of him. He was just pulling pins and just lobbing them. <laughs> sort of oh yeah. Him. And just, then just, uh, he threw one and it hit the hit the ceiling. Uh, quickly flashed up on my computer to put a shirt of everyone. Uh, Prepper Shop UK flash deal military large olive dry sacks are down half price, six ninety nine guys. Ooh. So after the wet weather at the weekend, a few um, compression dry sacks you can get yeah. six ninety nine. The large ones yeah. on Prepper Shop UK, they're on there now. Use our uh, use our discount code. And you'll get Is our code Nofo ten? Nofo ten ten percent. So they be a bargain. They, they uh, what they, they reduced already plus ten percent off. Yeah, yep. so they're half price at the moment on a flash sale, which is the uh, the large olive green dry sacks. 
I'll chuck us a link then, Lance. I, I can always do. I can always do with more dry sacks to keep my things in the Land Rover dry because the Land Rover is is just wet all the time. <laughs> there's a there's a link on our website. Quick draining. Oh, it's a quick draining. That's what yeah. they call it. Doesn't oh, yeah, leave, that, drains quickly. Well, that's, that's <laughs> like when, when you when, when you ford into a river, it fills up with water, so you stay, you keep traction, you just don't float away. That, yeah. That's what it's for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old brick metaphor <laughs> in water. <laughs> yeah, that um, that football match was was interesting, and then it kind of died down and. Um, and then some fucker with a white van came driving past, didn't they? Were you on yeah. stag at that point, you guys? Yeah. What happened? A few, a few rounds were blacked. <laughs> mowed down to... by a blank fire, <laughs> isn't it? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> to be fair, I was standing there and I was just like, oh, right, it's just, he's just pulling up. So I, I got the LMG ready and he went past really slowly. And then all of a sudden the side door opened. And I was like, right. And then this <laughs> all these rounds just came out, and I was like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, what is he using? Yeah, it was impressive. Excellent. And then just shot off again. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, I, I think everybody inside that vehicle got a little bit, a little bit of warm brass, <laughs> one yeah. way or another. <laughs> well, I definitely had a warm feeling, but it wasn't brass. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would say that there was that rule because <laughs> I would have yes. and captured so, him where they can't fire out of a moving vehicle. So, I was very so disappointed. You, you, you cannot fire from moving vehicles and you cannot fire from a vehicle that doesn't have um, a, a dedicated fine point like top cover or, or mounted machine gun. However, blank firing does not matter <laughs> yeah. because because blank firing is just to help the immersive experience so i don't care I don't it that he came yeah. came in and did a drive by with a with a fully automatic blank firing uzi that's yeah. just cool yeah that was awesome that's why i wasn't annoyed i was just like yeah what? yeah <laughs> like, exactly right. you're supposed to react <laughs> to it aren't you? you're supposed to react accordingly and you're like and as far as, <laughs> yeah. as i know you boys did act accordingly because mike shit himself <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I do that most of the time anyway, and I don't think we could all moan about shitting ourselves, James, can we? I shit a lot that weekend, but none of it, <laughs> none of it hit my pants. I hit none of that. Um, oh, can, can we talk about doors then, James? You know? Oh, <laughs> That's not shit, yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. jeez. That, that, that fob had a few doors that jump out on you, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a bloody mark to show it. I got a slice down the top of my head. I head by the door open. Nice. <laughs> that's right. So that's right, El Hatcher and Del Golfo. That's that's our that that was our command. Smash that. Smash that into a door. How was that? Was that was that was a wet, uh, room entry drills, wasn't it? Yeah. How you get into yeah. the room? That, that, that wasn't actually a breaching drill. That was me trying to get out to, be, to throw up, not realizing that the door had been closed on me. So that heavy gauge steel door got <laughs> yeah. the top of my fucking scalp. Ratty just said, "Wow, watch out! Shit's fired." Yeah, it's fine. There was no firing, it was just solid leaking. <laughs> no. um, just go solid, and... it's just leaking. Just a, persist, just a persistent leak. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, oh, just going back to the football game. Um, 
Rage says, I watched all of the lads on the bank opposite the bins take grenades out of their pockets or fight in order during the football match. I kept asking if we could engage and I was told no. Yeah, we, um, we, we held up until the time was right and then we killed them all. And they weren't really happy about it. <laughs> when Mike had to escort that gentleman into the, uh, in the, 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 uh, into the cell, if you like, in the, ca- in the container in the fob, and he's like, right, you've got grenades on you. And mate, he was just like, yeah, I've got this one here. He said, you got any more? Any more? Like, yeah, I've, got, I've got this one here. And Mike said, what's that in your pocket there? He went, oh, I've got this one Oh, here. yeah, that's a grenade as well. <laughs> yeah. what, about, what about there? We've got, oh, sorry, I've got these two P grenades. Here. I thought, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> This, I'd like to point out, Ollie, and this is how Ollie spent that half an hour. Five grenades, I think, on that desk. You can see one of the yeah. green two grenades there in the foreground. But it's, um, yeah, I'm sure there was five in total. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the cartels say that they turned up unarmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the evidence Proof says otherwise. Yeah. Well, um, Nerd404 says, uh, I was on the hill and you shot the shit out of me and I was unarmed. Um, but I think C. Marriott I, I, sums it up perfectly. I, 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 Unfortunately, some civilians may have been caught in the crossfire. Yeah, yeah, because then they just not as uh, weapons uh, au fait as the TF and DEA. So clearly, cartel casualties were caused (laughs) by cartel members. (laughs) Um, I think C. Marriott sums it up perfectly. He said, uh, "El Hatcher three zero Del Golfo," um, but we had a three nil lead. TF had a three KD ratio. That's just nailed me. That that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think we I've can. Got... De- I think we can declare Task Force as the winner of that match. Yeah. <laughs> the commentary was on point from the uh, technical as well. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed the commentary that. that was coming out was uh, was definitely on point. Commentary yeah, the commentary fantastic. box is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we want to kind of cover from the weekend? I, I know we're sort of running out of time. Um, it was just such a good event. I really, really enjoyed it. And I say, I, I've never gone back from an event as tired as I was, but I, you know, I was tired with a smile. Mm. Um, oh, so, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I completely, you know, okay, that might totally. And for me as well, and this is a bit of a strange one, is that I never fired my rifle until Sunday mid-morning out in yeah, the AO. Lance, one, you know, it's like... And, and for me, and, and it's literally... Yeah, but literally, Kev, I'm just like, my role for the weekend is, is like a DEA oppo doing this, investigative work, um, you know, getting in with the civvies, gathering intel. And to be fair, I mean, I fired probably three quarters of a, of a magazine of my pistol Friday night when we were exfilling with that body just yep. as, a, as a suppressive fire. About 800 rounds of a match. Yeah, <laughs> inside it, defending the fog, different story. Uh, definitely, definitely got rounds down from stag positions inside the fog, but actually out in the AO, um, and it wasn't till the, from the Sunday uh, when we hit the Del Golfo fob at the top of the hill was the first time I actually got it, it shot uh, five rounds in sort of anger, if you like, out in the AO. And and yeah. but for me, event fantastic, absolutely brilliant, and it yeah. just goes to show you that it's not all about. How many BBs you can fire at an event? It's, you know, it's not a skirmish. This is what a lot of people no, seem to, to realise as well. Prior to going to a mill sim, is that there's a chance you will not fire that many rounds. It, it, it is know, about the event as a whole, so the experience is, absolutely that, that you receive. Like that that patrol we went on on the uh, Friday night, late Friday night, early Saturday morning. That Andy said about yeah. nobody fired a round. We had no engagement with the enemy, but it was the whole it was the whole movements through at night time, moving through a, through a wood block, traversing roads, traversing junctions. You know, and maintaining that patrol discipline 
uh, both in. A little bit lax coming back because you're sort of like, oh, a bit tired now, getting back to the fob. A little bit like Mike, Mike echoed it a couple of times in briefings. You know, it, not slacking off and goofing around, shouting, lollering, but it's just everyone's sort of like, you drop a little bit, then you know, everyone everyone does. Um, but it, for me, it, that's an element of the event is is, is doing doing those patrols and, and carrying them out correctly and, and being successful and not being seen and not having to fire a shot because that's the idea of your patrol. You are a wrecking patrol. You're not you're not going out as a combat patrol. Yeah. So for me, it was brilliant, really good. Especially yeah. having them vehicles at night with a searchlight come on, you'll think, fuck, you're getting into cover. Mike fucking loves the searchlight. Um, I mean, I think actually Mike did chase after the vehicle at one point, yeah. trying to find yeah. out what the serial number of the searchlight was. So he could, uh, yeah. so he could add it those, to his car. Those German, those What's German that searchlight over there? What's that searchlight <laughs> over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like, what you said is perfect. It's like probably one of my... Thanks, Kevin, by the way, for just taking it off back, back to what we were talking about. Just like, just trying to bring it Kevin, Kevin's got my back. I've, I've never <laughs> seen Mike so happy as when he's on stag at a watchtower, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he, you, you know he's having a good time when he gets the, the little black diary out and goes, another one. What time did yeah. that one come on? That came on at, oh, 300. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, lads, you know, what you've said there sort of um, echoes and epitomies, epitomies uh, some of the, the best events I've done going to, going to other sites as well. Mm. It's like you can have a great immersion, a great experience without firing a million rounds. Um, I went to kind of like a, an event that was a sort of like lone survivor type event. And nice. it was literally, um, you know, that, that kind of like um, Afghan sort of like story sort of storyline. And I think I got to like started like eleven o'clock Saturday, got to six o'clock Sunday morning. Had not fired around. Yeah. Did the the rescue part? Did defied the movie, shall we call it? At that point as well. Got the person back at like eight o'clock in the morning. Then between like eight o'clock in the morning, and eleven o'clock Sunday, fired more rounds in those three hours than I fired in like three or four or five other milks and weekenders, because mm. it, it was just you rolled with what happened. Yeah. You didn't have an expectation. Um, I still think one of one of the best ones we've done, Kevin, is when we attended an event. We did a 16-hour reconnaissance patrol that ended up with us in an escape and evasion situation. But in that 16 hours, we fired one round as a patrol, one round. It's somebody who literally put up a drone. We sat there and went, I need to shoot you now. Bang. Yeah. That, that, that was a great one. Yeah, it's like... It's not, as you said, Lance, it's not about the far fight. It's about, you know, for, for us as an event organiser and, you know, literally chatting to you three guys tonight, it just it just makes us feel really, really happy. You know, the wife walking past the background, it just makes me right. really, really happy. Hello? just makes me really, really <laughs> happy that we can organise an event. It's going to wave again. Which is not It just means that we can organise an event that you guys come to us for the first time. Yes, we've chatted a lot before and you come to our event and you've enjoyed <laughs> it. You've invited us back on and you've seen the positive in what, in what we've tried to do. So, 100%, you know, mate. for me, it's just like, you know, it's like the feedback, you know, I think you guys all have received our feedback form online. Uh, we've had, we've had constructive criticism. We've had positive. We've had I praise. Think, I, think, I think we've had about 30 30 back so far, which isn't bad. Yeah. Um, I've got yeah. Sue on yet, I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, honestly, it's like, you know, it's like um, when we did Sparta for the last event, we'll come on to the next part a little bit later on, we get a chance. Um, 
we took on feedback about top cover and machine guns. We made those changes for this yeah. event. So hopefully yeah. people at this event who have done both of those events see the difference we made in that and they mm. see the benefit of that change that we've taken on their feedback. And, and you know, it's, it's really funny. It's like I was chatting to someone over the weekend and, you know, when last did the live about comparing us to other event providers, I think this is our sixth event. Now, some other companies that we can talk about have been... Seventh? I'm not sure now. Seventh event, or, yeah, some of that, James, yeah. Uh, other companies that you know, we've talked about before have been going for like, almost 20 years doing 10 events a year. Mm. If mm. we're sitting there on our sixth, seventh, maybe booking or towards our eighth event, and we've got people that will go to both event providers' events, and yes, we're still making mistakes. Yes, we're still getting things right. Oh, certainly. We're still improving things. I think that's a huge testament to James, to Nathan, to George, to Brandon, to JB, uh, mm. everyone who's involved with Define, and our and our is it preferred players or whatever term could be. Uh, you know, all the people. Let's call, let's call them play, play, player staff. That'll do. Player staff. Yeah, right. Well, different terms. Well, funny. We'll, we'll come up with a term, but then this tonight's live. We'll, we'll, what we're going to talk wankers. about? Wankers. There's so many people. Preferred wankers. Harry Lampard and chums. <laughs> Harry Lampard and chums. <laughs> There's so many people that have actually um, stepped up to the mark and actually, you know, you mentioned Harry, and, and yes, Harry is a butt of many, many jokes, but Harry's part Harry of Lampard is just a butt. Leave it there. <laughs> no, no, that's totally wrong. <laughs> Harry is someone who is like, you know, part of a team. Uh, their normal team leader couldn't make, make this weekend. Harry took on that DS role. Harry was great to work with. He got his boys organised. Um, it was, he, you know, and for he, Brandon. He, he, he does support Defiant as well, like massively. Not only does he yeah. come to all of our events, but also when we are flagging and lagging as, as a team, he steps up and goes, right, lads, what can I do for you? How can I help? And, and, and that, it's, that, it's that, lovely. That's, that's the bit about ours that is, is huge. I mean, I mean, event organisers across the UK. I mean, I think they're, they're, I think it's hard to compare, and it's something that I've come to realise that it's very hard to compare one event organiser to another because their events are so diverse and different that you can't yeah. really compare them. If they, if if you if there was a mirror image defiant team out there doing events just like you, then yeah, you've got a just right to compare to the two. But there really isn't. Like you're completely different to the way the Legion run. I'm sure Sterling's probably different to the way Legion run, and the, and the Octo games they're, they're a completely different setup. So it's it's hard to say. Oh yeah, no, it's, this one's much better because of this. It's, like, mean, it's not better. It's just I completely mean, different. Yeah. In fairness, you know? we all learn. We are, we all learn little bits off each other, and we take hmm. what we like, and we leave out what we don't like, or we develop what we want. Um, and therefore, each event organizer has a personal touch on what they believe makes a good event. Yeah, exactly that, mate. Exactly that. But I mean, all in all, I mean, for me, it, it, an event it comes down to it's, it's like the foreign BBs is a very, very small part of it for me personally. It's more like the kit you bring, your admin, how you're squared away, how you conduct yourself, yeah. you, you know, your, your, your patrol disciplines, how you work as a unit or whatever team you're in or whether you're flying solo and you get put in with a team of guys that you've not. Uh, been to an event with before all those sorts of things all come into it you know the the whole firing your your, your riff off is at an event is is way back for me you know personally it's great <laughs> don't get me wrong but it's that crescendo it's that build-up to actually doing it to getting into that contact because it's worth getting it getting into it and you've actually worked to achieve that contact you know what i mean rather than just going oh look there's someone bang shoot them it's like you know it, it you know at, at a milsim event 
there's, there's a long build up to it for, for that first engagement, and, it, and there's a reasoning for it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you've just seen someone, so let's shoot them. Yeah, there's they're, they're wearing a, they're wearing a yellow like armband, so I'm going to shoot at you. No, exactly. Really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, and that's what I love about the Milsim as a whole is that there's 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 some there's more reason for for things going on, and obviously the taskings. There's more thought put into stuff, and and obviously like the way you conduct yourself, it's like a massive part of it for me. Totally. So yeah, kudos yeah, to like, you guys for making yeah, that definitely hundred percent. It's like Lance, you mentioned something there that I think is really, really important because I think it's something that we as defined want to acknowledge. Um, we had guys running sections on both sides. Um, we had guys and some of the guys coming over and joining us on Op 4, and it's their first time on Op 4. There were a couple of guys running, like Ed running um, sections on Task Force, taking yeah. in players for their very, 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 very first time. And I, I, I think that's something that we're going to do again. Yeah, have ha, have some senior players that run teams of ones and twos. So where, where you get yeah, that like amalgamated that. teams of of individuals or ones and twos, I think we're going to try and put them under some experienced leadership. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and help help yeah. them develop as players and, and just help bond them as as a, as a unit. Hundred percent. Yeah, sorry, we, yeah, we yeah, so yeah, yeah, Jim, Jim, yeah, we're on the same page here. You know, we'd um. With Ed helping out on Task Force, we had Gaz and some and, of the guys, and Max, um, and Max as well. Yeah, yeah. Max obviously as of Max on this 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 call tonight. Max is like someone and Jim and I've played with at different events and different or you know events. For he's come and joined us for this one as well. He's someone who's going to be part of the the, the, the bigger sort of defiant team moving forward. But it's like that's sort of like uh, we call, we've, we've talked about a sort of development and evolution. I think one of the things we've got to look at as defiant is like those guys that come along for that first event is putting them with somebody that we know as an event organizer and we trust that will make that person that comes along for their first event or the second third event as a one or two or three or four and we can actually give them a really really good experience now you yeah. boys came with what i mean what did you have for a team was it was a 10 of you eight, in eight or 10. we started off with 10 and then we dropped down to eight before the event yeah. um one of our guys had just come back from mexico um, and he also had uh, a squirty bum bum. Let's be pretty <laughs> Absolutely no excuse. You should have been there. <laughs> oh, no, he, oh, no, was, he there. was there. He was there. He was there. He, he, he was dosed up to the eyeballs in the modium, and it had a complete reversal of what he was suffering with. He then started suffering with a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw him out, trust me. And Jim's covered all weekend. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 so. I mean, for, as far as I'm, for my debrief, I just want to say thank you to all of the staff that assisted um, Matt and and Richard. You were great on on from a task force perspective. Obviously, we've got all of the usual DS guys and all the guys that supported that. Um, Max and Ed, you you were mentioned earlier, and and thank you to everyone. But the biggest thank you actually goes out to Kevin because when I went man down, Kevin. Kevin stood up and that's uh, unfortunately as defiant we were lacking two DS that had to fold for various reasons. I had to find these I had to find these <laughs> yeah so uh, uh, as, as the defiant team yeah we we um, unfortunately we were lacking two bods uh, for various reasons um, so we were we re really were running a skeleton crew so when when Kevin had to go, come over not only did he save my ass 
almost literally, right? But also, it meant it meant that the boys on the cartel were, were then one man down, so they had to up their game, right? And guys like Harry Lampard, they stepped into into it to say, look, let me support you. So it really is the fight has almost become a bit of a community, um, and I'm really really enjoying what it's become. It was never planned to be that way, but that's the way it is, um, and it's great. It really is good. So thank you guys. Thanks for thanks for your assistance and thanks for your help and support. Nope. Harry's still a prick. <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh, I suppose I suppose like not um you know, Lance did you see any I suppose I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a different question. Did you see any change? Because we obviously had a little blip in staff on Saturday and Saturday from a, oh, it is. from a customer. Did you feel a difference? Yeah, I did. I got to see your lovely smiley's face, Kevin. I didn't see oh, that before. Yeah. <laughs> because that just a bonus. Well, no, in all honesty, so one of the reasons that I went with DEA was the fact that we'd obviously met you before the event. So I, I have to admit, having chatted to you quite a lot before the event, I was kind of looking forward to spending a bit more time with you actually. With this is sounding so gay. But um, <laughs> like like in before, my like, <laughs> just wanted to spend more time with you cuddling up in my passion. No, um, I love you, mate. I love you. <laughs> but no, I mean, I personally, I think one of the things that I found was that it was a really the defiant the, the defiant event was a really kind of personal event, in that it didn't feel like um, I was just kind of one of a, a big moving team, if that makes sense. Like I, you know, and this isn't a criticism of Legion in any way because I get on with Mike like a house on fire. Oh, I love um, Mike. I, I really exactly. Do. Like, you know, but I know before I got to know Mike as just a, like a normal player, it can feel like when well, you've got huge numbers of people, um, you can kind of just be like, you know, you, you're obviously building your own little network within the team necessarily. And you might say hi when you arrive, but that's probably about it. Mm. Um, I mean, now we obviously have the relationship with Mike where we'll have a barbecue with him sort of pre-event. And, you know, we just built that up over time. Yeah. But I felt having only gone to your event for the first time, and only having had, you know, maybe a little bit of contact with you, it was quite nice that, I mean, James and I, you know, we got to have a bit of a laugh. Rich, um, you know, got to know him quite a lot over the event. Um, there was a couple of guys on our team that I'd not really kind of hung out before. That was um, Woody and... Oh, John. Um, Pace, Pasty. Past, uh, Pasty. Uh, Cornish, sorry. His name's Pace, Cornish, Pasty. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then, obviously, these guys from Uniform 10. Um, so when Max yeah. had to go home... Yeah. Um, that obviously we folded into our section. So I got to meet quite a lot of people and kind of get to know them quite well. And also the TLs from the other teams. Like I've, mm. You know, when you're actually kind of getting involved with that sort of stuff, it's, it's a lot nicer to kind of make those relationships. Um, so I, I would say like my summation of the event, it was, it was quite a personal event and um, oh, that you kind of got to make friends, basically. My, my, I, I really I got like new that. friends. I think, oh, I think the milk. Well, the milk. The Milsom community as a whole can be seen to be very elitist mm, and yeah. very, very sharp and uh, and unforgiving. And I, I want to buck the trend. I don't think Defiant is like that at all. I think we're no, we're no, serious no. when we need to be. We're there to have a laugh when we want to. Um, but we're at the same, we're very nurturing and very, well, we try to be very nurturing and very inviting. Um, that's the same. That's, that's like the mantra of the our goal, team, yeah. like the Punishers team that we run. It's it, it's exactly the same. You know, serious as and when it's needed. You know, we all we're all there for the end of the day. We're paid money to go and have a good laugh and, and, and some good fun. You know, but there's a time and a place for seriousness, and there's a time and a place for horsing around. But I mean, like Mike said, there about for this the first defiant event, and this is the first defiant event I've been to. But sort of like within after James has done his lovely briefing at the very start, 
covering all the safety bits and bobs and that, which is you know very well done, very well presented. Um, I it didn't feel like a new event to me. Do you know what I mean? It didn't feel like oh, I don't feel I didn't feel right intimidated or nervous about it being. It was just like it was just it just flowed really nicely. It was really cool, you know. And and for me, just to put yourself at ease going into a new event, you know, you can't think you can't want for anything more than that, really. Just to be like, oh Christ, you know, all this is going on. It was it was it was a nice, easy flowing event. It had the right amount of detail. It wasn't full on in your face, you know, and it it, it was perfect. It was I, I couldn't fault like the briefing side of it. Like I said at the beginning, the radio op briefings. Mike had his TL briefings, um, and it it brought that radio op role for me because I normally run like TL and radio op as just as as a combined force when we do our section stuff at Legion or wherever it is we're at. But to have that RO briefing and sort of actually make that its own role on its own, do you know what I mean? Very, very, contact reports and things like that. It, yeah, it, it I, added I think, that little element to it, which was brilliant. So we're we're going to start expanding on that RO RO rule. I don't know if uh, role. I don't know if you know, but I'm um, I'm kind of getting into my comms kind of a thing. So um, I think we'll see skill sets. Yeah, if 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 you stick with the fight, you'll see um, RO skill sets slowly being developed, and we will run mm. not necessarily courses, but we will impart a little bit of knowledge. Um, yeah, we like we talked about doing contact reports uh, and things like that. So we we'll, we will run more realistic scenarios and upskill people to, hmm. to to meet those those um those. Another example, James, what you said about the nurturing mate side of it is when after the RO brief, you said anyone, everybody okay with like Matt Reed and anything, anyone need any help? A couple of yeah. guys said, "Oh, I'm a bit rusty with this," and it was like, "What? Well, come over here, guys. We'll go through it. Perfect. That's exactly what you want." Yeah, you know? I, I really like the briefings at the beginning. Like literally for the first until we had that first contact and afterwards like when we came back and we're doing the reports and things it was like you guys were listening to what we had to say whereas some organizers just like yeah that's fine you found that information but that's not part of the story so you've got to do this mm -hmm. whereas you guys seem to take the information on and then build that into what we'd actually yeah. done which was actually quite nice so it doesn't make it seem like we're just out in the woods just having a bimble and bringing back, yeah, bringing yeah, back yeah. information I think, but you don't really I think, care i think one of the things you get you know you go to some events it's like you woke up uh i need a task in, and you're trying to say go and stand in that building for four hours all right so <laughs> go and wrecky that way over there <laughs> yeah. um you know everything that everything we had from a defiant point of view is like if we had something in play if you were given a task there was an not for group in that location doing something mm -hmm. for you to see or to miss, as the, as the case might be. All right, for that point of view. Mike, you know, one of the things, um, just come back to what you're saying about the briefing stuff, right? Now, obviously, I said I, I moved over sides, and I was always meant to be in Task Force <laughs> the year anyway. Um, I moved over sort of Saturday evening, and obviously, we gave you guys in the morning a little bit of intel, a little bit of update, and we let, we let the teams go in and come up with a brief, right? I was hugely, hugely, hugely impressed with your brief to your guys on Sunday morning. I sat there in the background, just aside watching you giving your brief, giving the information to your guys. And, you know, it might not be something you've done before, and may or may, may or not have been, but with, um, with uh, Matt and with um, the guys round about and asking those questions, the questions we gave you, the TLs beforehand, you gave our absolutely stonking brief to your boys at that point as well. So, you know, I think that's the bit about that sort of development evolution that we have from a defining point of view is like, 
to give you the confidence and give you the skill set, the vocabulary, whatever the case may be, and give you the chance to run your ideas past some of the, some of our experienced kind of like um, um, players and stuff who've got that sort of middle background and stuff. Um, so you can run that past them, so you can stand up front of your boys and do that brief. It was superb to watch you do that, and I don't know if you've done that before, but I sat there side and thought, you know, you know, have you done cadets? Have you done TA? Have you done bits in the background? It came across brilliantly, and you know that is a testament to you coming to our event and stepping up to that role and doing that as good as you did. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I mean, oh, I'd like to shout out to Andy as well for my excellent two IC uh, for the weekend. Um, the only thing I was a bit disappointed was we didn't have a team chant by the end of it, but we'll work on that for next God. time. You got no fun with a jitty <laughs> tune to it. I don't know what more you want. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, mate, you mentioned a great thing. There. It's like, you know, if you're coming to any event, okay, I'm, 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 going, I'm just, I'm just going to talk about a team's enjoyment. I'm not, I'm not giving the monkeys about the fight at this point. If you guys are going to an event and you've got a good IC and a good two IC who will step up and can cover for each other and know their roles, everyone of part of your team will have a good event because you as a team together have organised yourself beforehand. Uh, and that's whether you come to one of our events or someone else's. Uh, you, got, you guys had your shit squared away. You guys were on point at the weekend. Um, yes, Saturday night when I, when I came over, some of you guys had worked bloody hard and you were knackered. I, I, yeah, I was hugely impressed on Sunday morning. Mike, how many guys have you got? How many guys are good? Yeah, I can do you this, Kev. Oh, Kev, I can do a couple more. That was huge. That was that that was the guts and the balls of you and your team and across task force. And honestly, you know, come Sunday morning, that goes back to El Hatch and El Golfo. They got out of their pits. They were tired. They'd been on the site for like, 40 hours by that point because a lot of people were there early on the Friday but they still got their kit squared away they still got the guns out they still got engaged they got their bangs they got the pyros and everyone was up for a scrap on Sunday morning so yeah it was I, huge. I, have to, I have to say it was one of the most pyro heavy end firefights I've ever <laughs> it seen. was a bit wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> I mean we were we were, we were we were sucking down cordite <laughs> like nothing I've ever known <laughs> I've never Nothing been like in a smokescreen that thick before. Like, <laughs> genuinely. Was, genuinely was we were one going point. Through, and the trees were just, like, lubing up as we went past them. It was, oh. There was one point, Andy's walking up that main track to the Del Golfo uh, fob uh, with a mill smoke going off in front of him, just kicking it up the road, moving forward. <laughs> all, I, all I was thinking was like, at smoke this point, All I was thinking at this point is I know that Johnny Airsofter is turning up for a, for a skirmish down the hill somewhere. He's going to be wondering what the fuck is going on up that hill. There was It was absolutely fucking mental. To be honest, the people at the top of the hill were thinking what the fuck is going on because no one could see a No, we couldn't see them. shit at all. Yeah. <laughs> I thought at one point, Mike said, oh, it's on me. And I was like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> all I knew... Is the area between the end of my muzzle and my shoulder was clear, right? That's all I knew. <laughs> That's all I could see. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, gents, we'd, we'd probably better have a wrap up because I'm conscious of the time. Um, but, but thanks ever so much again for coming on. Um, 
the audience will be surprised that you're not going to be on next week because obviously I think you've almost <laughs> yeah. been on for three weeks running. Coming to the end of the <laughs> fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um next week we're gonna be talking about um I think it's costs within Milsim. So we're gonna be sort of talking about how to Milsim uh, with a budget, you know, what what you know if you're if you're a starting out player. Um, yeah. what, what non extortionate how? prices are things you can get, you know, looking out for your deals and your bargains, and yeah. you know, not yeah. cheap essential items and the cost like of that. doing it, basically, exactly, exactly that, mate. Yeah, um, so if you know anybody that might be interested in you know joining us, uh, in the and by I mean like the, the whole Millsim community, um, that maybe doesn't Millsim so far, then um, get us get them to jump on the chat, it'll be interesting to meet them. Uh, it might be hopefully beneficial in terms of getting a few more faces in the community. Um, gents, do you want to talk a little bit more about Avalon just very quickly? Um, we did have a question right yes. at the beginning um, from Marky Mark. So last time the Defiant Lads were on, I asked to see uh, sell me the event. So my question is, can you three describe the event in three words? So should we do that? I think well, the three of us will talk about Defiant Red Tide. If you two want to talk about Avalon, Oh, um, I'll, I'll go um, first. So, in three words, Red Tide was uh, wet, uh, pooey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, still wet. <laughs> yeah, still wet. Um, and and automatic. I'm going to go referencing uh, Chris's LMG. <laughs> Lance, welcoming, graft, enjoyable. Andy. Yeah. Um, Oh, tired, tiredness, <laughs> um, sneaky, stag, <laughs> stag. <laughs> yeah. sneaky, staggy, sneaky, staggy, I <laughs> oh, just enjoyable. I, I could, I could do it in my, uh, an amazing event. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys, it's down to you. Sell us, sell us Avalon in three words. I'm not going to sell you Avalon in three words. Uh, <laughs> I, I purely because I don't think it would do it justice to the situation report that has been written by George on, on this okay. particular op. Okay. So we put out a situation brief to all of our ops, and this is by far the best one with the most detail that's ever been written. It is a proper Intel report. Now, what we're going to get him to do is condense it into a paragraph or so for those people that just want to skim read on, on the website. But the information in there is fucking spot on. It's brilliant stuff. Right. Let me give you a brief idea of the event. Or well, as it is planned at this point, it's going to be uh, a an insurgency within the UK. OK, so a separatist movement within the Isle of Man which is a current political movement, but we're going to throw a bit of fiction at it and make it more of a um, militia-style um, insurgency movement. Okay? So that's that's what we're looking at. So in terms of task force, we're looking at um, the UK Constabulary, we're looking at CTSFO, and we're looking at UKSF. And for OP4, we are looking at the MRA or the... Manx Republican Army. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I said the flag. Statement. Yeah, yeah. It's the um, flag. Yeah. There's gonna we, we're gonna we always try up a game a little bit, but we're um, we're certainly gonna do try and do some things that are a little bit unexpected, a little bit weird. Um, we are also going to try and minimise the amount of stag 
that task force are involved in. Okay. Mm. Um, some of the feedback we've received is yeah, minimize stag. We're going to do what we can. I don't think we could have done it at red tide given the, given the facility the that we were occupying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we can modify the positions that we're occupying at this event. So that's what we're going yeah. to look to do. So get, get guys on the ground more rather, rather than in a static location. So yeah. I think that one of the things to James is um, obviously we did this is our second event at Camp Sparta and we had feedback over the vehicles, which I think hopefully players have seen that at uh, Red Tide that we made those changes regarding top cover. Um, the other thing that we're going to build into this as well that all sides, all factions, will have a base camp. There'll be no safe zones or safe areas or safe sleeping areas for any teams. And no safe spaces. Safe spaces, yeah. Uh, every faction at this event will have base camp, sleep areas, harbour areas that will be attackable for the entire 24 hours. Um, we looked at the site, we looked at the feedback, taken on board the feedback, and we are basically creating an event that, yeah, you know, did we get the last event completely right? Not in everyone's eyes, and not in everyone's eyes. Could we, we are still definitely? learning. We could, yes, sure. we could. As, as, as I said, the other one, this is this is our sixth, seventh event that we'll be looking to do. Yeah. Um, and we're acting on people's players' feedback. You know, we need your feedback, and we hope you listen to us. I'll tell you, hope we hope that you recognise that we listen to you. I should say, and that we make those necessary changes for your enjoyment next time. Which cool. is a good thing. Which is I, I, that not many companies. I, I am very much. I definitely want to get there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm there. I'm Mike, there. I'm going to make you. I'm going to make <laughs> it happen. It's the perfect. perfect the offer. Present. The offer is on the it's, table. I know. I know. I know. Present, <laughs> perfect present, right? right. So, um, James, What's I believe it? you had a a little bit of a sneaky gift uh, for our hundredth episode, which will be on the twenty uh, sixth of October. Yeah, so you mentioned that you're doing a give giveaway for your 100th episode and we'd like to donate a free ticket to Op Avalon for that for that giveaway. James, it should be two tickets, one for each side. Well, how many giveaways are you doing, Mike? <laughs> two. two. Well, so the idea we're doing, we're doing to two, the James. idea we're doing two. We're doing two. Oh, thanks, guys. That's very that's oh. nice of you. The, the where, idea of the where, um, when is the Scotsman been more charitable than the Englishman? There's something fucking wrong here. I'm but Kevin and I shared a special <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, so if you'd like to, if you'd like to participate with that, we will be getting some um, bits and pieces out, advert-wise. Um, Kevin, sort of that's coming out. I check, mate. No worries. Fuck <laughs> all, for God's sake. You know? <laughs> Um, so we, we yeah, we'll, um, we'll be basically raising a bit of money for the uh, British Legion. Um, so details of how you can enter the competition. Um, it will only, unfortunately, be available to UK participants. Um, just because, I'll be honest with you, it's it's a ball ache trying to send stuff internationally. To be brutally honest, it costs us more than we can afford. Um, so unfortunately, you know, it will just be for the UK. But in the future, we're hoping to make it wider. But yeah, there's be some exciting prizes, and uh, it's all going to be happening on the 26th of October. So feel free to join us then. Um, but keep your eye out oh, on uh, socials. A, a month from our event. Oh, plenty of time. Oh plenty yeah. Time. Perfect yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> so my obviously, obviously, obviously for this for, for this weekend, I, I did have to play on both sides. So I think it's very very fair 
that we've put up a ticket for uh, that sort of task force side and that sort of op four, which would be the sort of insurgency side. So I think define, you know, absolutely love what you guys do, the way you put out your message, the stuff you do, the, the little bits you share, the big things you share and the the loyalty you've actually shown us over the last like, you know, year or so and stuff and the chance we've had, to, the opportunity we've had to put our um, events and what Defiant stands for out there as well. So, you know, I think it's the least we can do is put a couple of tickets up, one for each side, um, for you guys to do as you please, basically. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. James will tell me off later on, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely go and hit up the Defiant socials. Uh, I think I've still got it on here. Yep, you can go on their website, which is www.defiantevents.co.uk. Um, and then you can sign up their mailing list, which will give you the information about the event when that comes out and when tickets become available. Guys, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I think well, Lance had to duck out. I don't know if he had some technical issues or something like that. So, um, I, did, he get, well. did he get the get the illness that I was sitting with on Saturday? He possibly did. He yeah, got the uh, yeah, just, just run shitty shitty bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> there was no goodbyes. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool. Right, so hundredth episode, Operation Avalon, and next week we covered it. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Have much. an excellent week. Much, we'll guys. see you all next week. Uh, in the meantime, stay no folk. I've stay. never used that as a catchphrase, and I will never stay use that no as again. Fo. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> sorry, let me just go away and cringe. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Ray's just gonna Lance beat me for that one. <laughs> cool. Stay right, no say goodbye, folk. guys. Stay classy. Take care. Cheers. Thank See you later. Bye bye.